Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Today is Friday, September 2nd, and you are listening to Rocket City Lift. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Rocket City Lift. I'm Tara Bulger. And I'm Brett Goodman. And we come to you three times a week and try to bring a bit of a spiritual lift to your day. Happy Friday. We're going to talk some more about the love passage from 1 Corinthians. But before we do that, let's begin with prayer. Let us pray. Lord God, we hold on to the greatest hope that your love never fails, never ends and holds us forever. May we have the faith to see that today and tomorrow and every day in our life. We pray this in your name. Amen. Amen. Friends, listen to these familiar words from 1 Corinthians, the 13th chapter. If I speak in the tongues of mortals and of angels, but do not have love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give away all my possessions and if I hand over my body so that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love is not envious or boastful or arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice in wrongdoing, but rejoices in the truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. But as for prophecies, they will come to an end. As for tongues, they will cease. As for knowledge, it will come to an end. For we know only in part, and we prophesy only in part, but when the complete comes, the partial will come to an end. When I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became an adult, I put an end to childish ways. For now, we see in a mirror dimly, but then we will see face to face. Now I know only in part. Then I will know fully, even as I have been fully known. And now faith, hope, and love abide these three, and the greatest of these is love. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be, be to God. God. Tara, for our Friday fun question, what is the first book you remember really loving? So we're doing um, a sermon series around children's books, mm-hmm. and I haven't used this one because it's pretty long, but my first was Bedtime for Francis. Frances was a badger. I've got it here. I, I can pull it out for you. She's a badger, and it's the kind of thing where her parents put her to bed, and suddenly she needs a drink of water. 
and suddenly there's a monster in her room and like she keeps getting back up and i just i i bedtime for francis man i carried that book everywhere (laughs) what about you um the first book that i remember i should have said the bible so sorry but it was bedtime for francis (laughs) listen Back up. If the Bible is the first book you love, that R-rated book, you're like, uh, you got right. some things going on Obviously, as a Obviously, I'm at children's, but go ahead. <laughs> um, the first book I remember really loving is a book I read, I believe, in first or second grade. It was called Wayside Sto- Sideways Stories at Wayside School, and each chapter was... And essentially a short story about how the wild things that happened at this school and they were outrageous and crazy about, you know, one of them was a boy kept kicking the kickballs over the fence and the gym teacher asked him to stop doing it, but he continued doing it. So eventually the gym teacher kicks him over the fence. So it's like, <laughs> it's stories that like that. Turn. Uh, yeah, no, it's had some dark stories, but I think it honestly, uh, I love, to this day, love short stories. It's one of my favorite yeah. mediums. Uh, I think it takes such an incredible ability to make you care in six pages about mm-hmm. a character. And, and so short stories are still some of my favorite things. And I think it's because of that book. Oh, that's awesome. I still love bedtime. You still love bedtime. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but to our scripture, what do you think Paul m- means when he says love never ends does he mean the feeling of love what's he trying to get at here so remember the issue for the church in corinth is that they're trying to say that one spiritual gift is more important than another and so paul wants to remind them that um, we believe in the kingdom we believe there will be a time when god will redeem the world in a new way in a way of wholeness Um, Whether you want to call that heaven or the kingdom that is to come, we believe in that. And so Paul is saying that all those spiritual gifts that are bestowed upon us by the Spirit, they're bestowed upon us for the building up of the church in this time and place. In the kingdom, none of those gifts are going to be needed. We won't need to prophesy. We will be in the very presence of God. We won't need to speak in tongues. We will be in the very presence of God. But the one thing that will carry through our lives here and into the kingdom is love. Love never ends. Um, I love it because, you know, the last part of this is um, faith, hope, and love abide these three, but the greatest is love. Because in the kingdom, we won't need faith and we won't need hope. We will be in the presence of God, the living hope. And so, but that love the love from our life now, the love um, it will carry into the kingdom. And I think that's a really hopeful thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What do you think about love never ends? Yeah, Tara and I both, um, I pretty much always, when we meet with families and we talk about funerals, uh, suggest this passage as a first reading or a second reading of, uh, as, as families try to craft and decide on a worship service and for a funeral uh, for, what did i say they say worship I just, service I, yeah i think you didn't <laughs> well point out i did that not it was a specify death. that it was a funeral it is a worship service but funeral thank you tara um when we meet with them for funerals um and what i love about it is i you know at the time of the new testament and i think for the time our time today death is still this 
existential uh, threat to us at all times. It's this power that I think we fear as humans. Uh, and this is a reminder that Jesus Christ has defeated what for many of us is the ultimate evil, the ultimate separation from the people that we love. Um, and Jesus Christ has united heaven and earth, has united uh, fractured relationships, and this idea that Christ's love is what transcends that gap, what was formerly fractured in death, um, I think is the greatest hope uh, for us. Because as, as you so lovely pointed out, of when we're on the other side of the eschaton in the kingdom of God, we don't need hope because we're we're there in the presence of God, but uh, here we desperately need hope, and we hold on to that love, the love of God that has been in our lives, the love of God that we've experienced through others who have loved us, the love um, that has formed us into the human beings that we are today, Um, and so this idea of love being uh, the start point of creation with God, uh, and it's, it's not it's not a point to point. It's it's a ray, right? Of mm-hmm. you have the start point that continues on forever in the other direction. Um, and, yeah. And I just think, I don't know. It brings me immense comfort. I guess is is the simplest way to say it. Yeah. And that verse eleven. When I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. We are in in a time where our best efforts are going to look childish compared to the fullness Mm. of those gifts and those principles in the kingdom. We are to try our very best at loving others, knowing that even our best attempts at love are often um, broken Mm -hmm. and fall short of the ideal. Mm -hmm. But we believe there will be a time when we'll get to see love and all those gifts in their fullness. And I really... I find it comforting and hopeful and all the things I'm, 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 you know, I'm putting my hope and trust in that to be sure. We'll close with a quote from Soren Kierkegaard who has written, when one has once fully entered the realm of love, the world, no matter how imperfect, becomes rich and beautiful and it consists solely of opportunities for love. That's what our world is, isn't it? It's an opportunity for love. Thank you all for being with us. We hope you have a wonderful and safe weekend. We'll be back again on Monday. Now may each of you go out to love and to serve, to be well, to care for yourselves and others, knowing that the grace and love of God is ever upon you. Amen. Amen. 